For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Started here. Uh, let me unofficially start it by giving a word to our sponsor because we forgot to do it while we were recording because there was just too much to talk about from the game. BetOnline.ag is our sponsor. They're your online wagering experts. They have all kinds of things that you can wager on over there at BetOnline.ag. Baseball playoffs basketball finals going on right now of course the nfl ufc whatever you want to wager on it's at betonline.ag or they have a 24 7 online casino that never closes with all of your favorite table games so go to betonline.ag use our promo code b-l-e-a-v uh to get the you know, sign up bonuses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I lost what I track of what I was saying because I just love saying B L E A V so much. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code B L E A V, and let them know that we sent you. All right. Now let's get to week five and our breakdown of the game with the Miami Dolphins. Ah, there he is. Look at that background. Yeah, buddy. Look at that. It's strong. It's KJ Wright Day all day on the pod. Oh, my headphones didn't work. Oh, there we go. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's better. Ooh, look at that. We got a side. Sometimes it does a side-by-side view, and then sometimes it does an on-top-of-each-other view, and I can't – there's no rhyme or reason to any of this. Well. 4-0. What? Oh. I know you're going to talk shit. What? Now what do you say? Ah, wait. Let me start the podcast. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> pipe down for a second. Down the far sideline. We got a fly, baby. He's still moving. He's gonna go. Go Hawks. Are you kidding me? Yes, they are. 20, 10, touchdown, Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. I'm Seahawks super fan and uh, used to be on MTV guy Brett Davern, and he is a Seahawks fan who used to be actually on the team. His name's Lofa Tatupo. You ready to talk about the Miami Dolphins and Week Five? Let's do it, partner. Well, what do you think, man? I I sent you a text right after the game that said, Welp. And then I put up the emoji of the guy, you know, with his both hands in the air, like, eh? Like, okay. And what? What? And what? You tell me. What What are you not excited about? I I know we're 4-0. Homeboy, I can complain about being 4-0. I'm telling you. I can complain about anything. I'm a Seahawk fan, dude. It's... What? It's the you know Miami Dolphins, man. It's the you know Miami it to, Dolphins. Do you know how hard it is to win a game? No, I do not know how hard it is to win a game. Okay, what's the hardest? What's the hardest thing about acting? I'm gonna mm. try to. I'm gonna try to put this. See if you can get this uh, when, visual. When one of the production assistants brings you a diet coke that is not from the cooler, they just got it out of the back of the truck. It's a little warm. It's like 100 degrees out there. 
the hardest thing is that's not even the hardest part. The hardest part is hitting them in the back of the head with the can as the empty can as they walk away. That's the hardest part of throwing empty Diet Coke cans at poor production. Okay, systems. well, I don't care what I don't. There's no way I can I can wrap that into what I'm about to say, but you know they're all paid professionals, man. Yeah, and, you know, and in fact, I think I heard somewhere on uh, an interview that. The Dolphins paid the most in free agency this year, uh, $250 million or so Ooh. dollars. Yeah, a pretty wow. penny to get out there and, and get some players. Have they put it together? No, but those are still professionals, and wins are hard to come by. Through four games and have four wins, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And, uh, you know, I, you know, we do some, of course there's going to be things to, to shore up, but how about that defense? How about those linebackers, huh? Yeah, man. AJ my, Wright, Bobby my Wagner. Man KJ Wright, dude. Uh, Bobby Wagner looking good. Cody Barton tipping the ball up in the air, letting Ryan Neal go get it. We yeah, yeah Ryan Neal looked great too. We we do we need to uh we need to get on that jugs machine though and catch some uh some football. Though, <laughs> our man KJ and Cody left one out there. Yeah, well, KJ looked like he might have been able to get almost three picks in a game. There's another Seahawk linebacker who had three picks in a game one time. I don't know if you remember his name. He's the uh, he has a hard well, it's like a hard name to pronounce, sort of. Never Lof, heard of him. Uh, Lof, he's, it's longer, but they shortened it to make everybody it gets lucky, for... man. I got lucky that day. <laughs> uh, hey, re- really though, before we start really, really getting into the game, breaking it down, um, this is the first time the Seahawks have won a game in Miami since 1996. Where were you in 1996? It was a long time ago. Long time, man. Long time. I mean, they don't play each other all the time, but that was a long time ago. I think I was in eighth grade uh, trying to, you know, find my place on the baseball team that uh, probably shouldn't have let me be on it in the first place. But, you know, that's where I was. You were probably dominating Pop Warner or junior high football still. I think that would be junior. That would be my last year of Pop Warner football. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Who would have been the quarterback? 1996? That's pre Matt, isn't it? Is it Jay Fiedler, maybe? (laughs) I don't even know, man. 96 feels like that might have been dark days for the Seahawks a little bit. I don't even know. I thought you meant for Miami. I thought you were talking about Miami. I was trying to to figure out the Seattle quarterback. Dude, it was Rick Meyer. We just looked it up over here. Yeah. Yeah, that would be his third year, right? It was in 93. (laughs) Oh, two years too long for my for my money. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Man. It's been a long time. I'm Sorry. just joking. I got nothing but love for you. Uh, all right, let's move on to the the game though. So four and zero, first time since 2013. So, um, we re- we all remember what happened that year. Yep, four and zero for the first time since 2013. Stacking up to be eerily similar year. I'm not sure if we've ever been five and zero. I don't know. Katie would have to let us know that one. Yeah, we got a chance. But we're going to be 5-0. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Well, we'll get to that one later, though. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that later. Okay, so let's let's break down the game. The secondary for the Seahawks is all beat up. Um, we got a lot of guys playing uh, who, you know, didn't think they'd be playing as much when the season started, obviously. But uh, they held their own against Fitz Magic, who was a little Fitz tragic during the game. And... You know Ryan Neal looks good. You wanted you wanted to talk about him right away. You were texting me during the game about Ryan Neal. Go ahead, man. This kid just coming out of nowhere, and uh, you know elevated from the practice squad, I believe, two weeks ago. Two games, two interceptions. Could have had a third, but what I love about it, he went for that big hit on that screen. He read it beautifully. 
there was nobody else over there. So if he misses that tackle, you know, we're in trouble, which is probably yeah. why he opted for the hit. Um, but if he does pick that off, I mean, I think he's going 80 yards the other way. Sure. For a touchdown. Um, but yeah, this it's it's exciting, right? You know, we're we're still without one of our best players in Jamal, but um, you know, slowly we're 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 making progress and yeah. uh, we've got our hands on a lot of footballs. Everybody did. So, um, you know, it really could it should have been a four interception day for for Fitz. Defense, hey man, they, you know, twenty three points is more than you want to give up. But mm-hmm. um, you know, that last touchdown, I don't know. I, I, I was proud with uh, with how they showed up and uh, big hits all over the place. Uh, like I said, KJ and Bobby had about four or five big hits out there. Um, it was uh, it was fun to watch the uh, the linebackers fly around like that. Well, this feels like a game that's fun for you to talk about because instead of focusing on you know the offense like we have been every week so far with Russell Wilson you know having like thirty eight touchdowns per game, um, this was one where the defense we leaned on the defense a lot because the offense couple drop balls by the wide receivers and stuff. So uh, it, defense took the spotlight as far as as this game goes uh, for me anyway. Um, I'm looking right at KJ Wright. During the game, I mean, you know, like just found the fountain of youth or something. I mean, I know he's not that old, but he, he's been with the team for a long time. So we think of him as this like grizzly old vet. But man, he's flying around like he's 23 years old out there. Yeah, he looks great. Um, you know, this is I mean, you think about the storylines, you know, the shit that was being talked about all summer. Oh, we got a first round linebacker. Like, you know, is KJ going to make the team? And, you know, me, I was like, get the hell, get out of here with that. You know, I can't, <laughs> I couldn't believe people were saying that. And then, and then even, you know, um, you know, I'm excited about Brooks and his future, yeah. but to, to think that, okay, you know, move over KJ, you know, uh, Second, I think he's only second all time in leading tackles behind uh, behind Wags for the franchise. You know, those are the two best linebackers in franchise history. You know, so um, to to say, okay, thank you for your service, but you know, now it's, it's to these other kids' time. He's not going without a fight. No, and yeah, um, it's it's so just fast. fun. So think about when we get Brooks back into the mix, how exciting this this gets. And, and like you said, to your point, Cody played a great game. Yeah. Um, just had that one tackle that you got to get braided to the ground. Um, but but who was there? Wags to to save the day and make the tackle anyway. So um, exciting about you know where this group's going. You can't run a screen against KJ Wright. He is the screen <laughs> master. He's the Spider Man. He's got those Spidey senses. And um, his ability to diagnose plays and and just go is what makes him so special. Yeah. Well, sticking with the defensive side of the ball, another great game for Shaq Griffin. Um, two really great plays there in the fourth quarter, the pass breakup in the end zone, and then, of course, the interception, which helped us uh, score again and, and put some more points on the board and ultimately ended up sealing the victory. You know, Shaq Griffin's having a great year. It's a contract year for him. Um, but he's he's playing great and seems like he's going to be pretty expensive at the end of the year if they want to keep him. Yeah, yeah, Shaq, uh, phenomenal job. Uh, two weeks, I think, two picks, right? Him and, him mm-hmm. and Neil both. So uh, another thing, yeah, us winning the turnover battle, always huge. Uh, yeah. That's, that's remained a factor um, in, in the history of, of the Hawks. Uh, how successful they are is determined upon do they win that turnover battle. So, um, yeah, shout out to Shaq, man. He played a great game. Well, so let me ask you the hard question, though, because he's he's playing great. It's a contract mm-hmm. year. He came up with the franchise. You know, we drafted him. He's been here for a bit. Uh, 
it seems like he's going to be commanding or demanding a lot of money after this season's over. And I don't know, like you could probably speak better to it than I can with like the past history of the team and how they deal with this kind of stuff. But do you, one, do you think he's going to get that payday? And then two, do you think the Seahawks will be the ones to give it to him? Um, well, he's going to get paid. That's for sure. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a premium for, for great corners, you know, in this league. Um, you would like to see it be with the Hawks. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen because it's going to cost a lot of money. And um, with the decision have to make, they gave up a lot of draft capital to to go get Jamal, and he's going to be up for contract in another year, right, or this year, I believe. So, um, you know, it's just uh, we'll see where it goes. But uh, you know, he's been playing lights out, man. So so good for him. And and I, I think the decision you have to make is okay. Are we going to pay the back end, or do we pay, you know, the 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 front seven, the front four, to get the pass rush? Because as everybody's been pointing out, that's what we're lacking right now, right? So um, decisions, hard decisions to be made in this offseason coming up. Yeah, it's weird with Twitter being what it is now, as opposed to when you were you were playing back in your day, as you like to say. Way back, uh, because right after the game, I was looking on Twitter, and Bruce Irvin, who's you know on injured reserve and probably watching the game back home or whatever. Uh, he tweeted right at Shaq Griffin after the game, get your money. And then Shaq replied to him on Twitter and said, I already know brother. And then put the, uh, the fingers crossed emoji and the 100, the, the, you know, it says 100 in red emoji. I don't have to describe emoji since we're on the radio, but uh, it's funny to watch two players talking back and forth about, you know, contracts or what might happen. And we're only in week five and stuff. And, I don't know. I took note of it. I saw a couple of Seahawks people retweeting it, just sort of like, just sort of earmarking it, putting it in the back of the subconscious for the upcoming off season. Well, end of the day, you know, you want, it's a business and you know, you always root for your brothers and you want to see even your guys on the other team, you want to see them set the bar higher for everybody else. So um, you're excited about that. And you know, it's, everybody knows, and it's only going to get more expensive the longer you wait to sign. I mean, you know, if he comes around and has a, you know, another five or six picks is in the running for player of the year. Like Gilmore got it last year. Now you're talking, you know, 20 upwards per year. So yeah. <laughs> be sweet to be Shaq Griffin right now, for sure. <laughs> Just balling in the games and looking forward to a big contract at the end of the year. Uh, let's talk about what they did from a numbers perspective defensively. Ryan Fitzpatrick for the game, 29 of 45 for 315, but two interceptions, no touchdowns. So, you know, giving up 300 yards, but hey, no TDs and picking him off twice, which is great. Uh, he ran the ball, six carries, 47 yards, one touchdown. It's It's got to be hard and maddening for defensive players and and maybe even for you, Lofa, sitting at home on the couch watching the game because they're all back there covering and then a 37-year-old like Ryan Fitzpatrick scrambles around for 12 yards on third and 10 or whatever. It, it's got to be just you want to tear your hair out sometimes, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, he's, he's still an athlete, you know, and, uh, you know, he wouldn't be back there if he couldn't do some good things. And uh, it's uh, it is, you know, you cover and then now you have to come up and, and make the play. But I'd rather have him with the ball than a guy like Russ or, you know, maybe Lamar. Yeah. And you would think the beard would make him not so aerodynamic, but he deals with it. <laughs> um, uh, Devontae Parker for the game, uh, their receiver, 10 receptions, 110 yards. I mean, the receivers are getting open, but, you know, bend but don't break, I guess, is 
is what's going on still. So yeah, him and we'll take it for now. Him and Gaskin, and on the tight end, um, Kaseki, those, those are the, the big three um, players that, that that move the ball in offense. So uh, I thought Gaskin ran hard. He ran tough. Um, shout out to your boy, the Husky. You know, yeah, Utah, home, baby. Hometown product. Uh, he's a beast. Um, and, and happy for him, man, you know, because he's getting more opportunities because of the way he's playing. And I think, you know, really they need to lean on him more than than what they're doing because um, he can he can run routes out of the backfield and um, – you know, do all that stuff. So it's, it's um, to me, I don't see why Fitz is throwing 45 times as opposed to making sure, you know, Gaston gets about 20, 22 touches because he's young. On the Seahawks side of the ball offensively, Russell Wilson, you know, he had just an off day, man. 10 incompletions, 360 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Obviously I'm kidding. Uh, he was 24 <laughs> of 34. You know, I think, have we not learned though from throwing the ball on the one yard line or from close in? Like, I know he wants that throw back against Miami, and I want it back for him because if we score there, the game is really, in my mind, really, really, really put away at that moment. That was kind of a letdown, and we happen to be on Facetime with each other when that happened. So. No more FaceTiming yeah. with yeah, each other during the game. It's bad luck. Yeah, we won't be watching any games together. <laughs> but what's up? Can we just pound it in with Chris Carson from now on or something? Or, you know, the, the quick little play to Jacob Hollister where he's wide open. These slant routes into the end zone don't seem to do well for us. If we complete it, no one's talking about it. But because we didn't, you know, they, they brought the pressure. The man came free. Um, we slid the line. Man came free. Russ just kept backpedaling and then didn't have any power on it when he when he when he threw it. So mm-hmm. uh, Metcalf was open and the ball was just a little behind. And um, the other guy made a play. You know, it was a good call by that defense. And you know, you give them credit um, to to keep us out of the end zone. You know, right there. But um, yeah, you know, there's play calls and then plays that, that even Russ would like back. But it's not. I mean. How about we talk about him going 75 yards in 20 seconds? Well, I was going to get there. I mean, you know, you went straight to that one. <laughs> the one before that. that hey, you know. man, Seahawks fan, man. We go right to the I negative mean, first. That's well, how most, it goes. Most people thinking, okay, take a knee and get out of the half, right? You know, um, right. You know, throw one play maybe and see if you can pick up a chunk play, you know, 20, 15, 20 yards. They threw it, uh, I think, over to the middle of, to the tight end. I don't know if it was Olsen or – but, you know, they got about 12 yards, and then they come back and, you know, he throws David Moore, uh, who is just balling, right? He's yeah. making the most of his opportunities. Yeah. They're all and, wow and catches. David Fancy Feet Moore. I think we need yeah. to get that nickname going. I don't him. know how he kept his feet in on that. Just like uh, the touchdown he had against Dallas and then this yeah. one up the sideline, you know, tightrope. And it was he, – he's an athlete, man. He's He's gifted. Incredible. Yeah, he's he's playing great. Yeah, the drive you're talking about, the Seahawks get the ball back right before uh, halftime, and they go four plays. Well, they started on their own 25-yard line. They go four plays, 75 yards in 21 seconds. Yeah, even left some. And that – okay, so it was six seconds when we snapped the ball, and he was looking for that, that Super Bowl back shoulder throw that he had to Matthews. Remember that? Mm-hmm. There was about yep. six seconds left, and um, – like uh, inside sports that are really, or NFL insider did a great breakdown of Pete talking to Russell. He's like, Hey, there's six seconds. The ball has to be thrown low or back shoulder and, you know, around like chest or low so that if it does go out of bounds, it hits quick. 
and we have one more chance, you know, to kick the field goal or whatever, get out of here with the field goal. Well, Russ, that throw wasn't there. The, the, the man, the corner pressed, had had uh, Metcalf covered. He comes back. Homer does a phenomenal job checking down. No one's coming. He turns around, touchdown, three seconds left. That was impressive to watch. That Most quarterbacks, they'll start scrambling and, you know, like, okay, well, where do I go? Where do I go? And, you know, Russ just said, okay, well, he's not there. This guy turned around, boom, touchdown. Yeah, Travis Homer, one reception, three yards, one touchdown. Love it. Efficient. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, also, Freddie Swain, they're using him a lot in the receiving game. I think he was on the field for like 48% of the offensive snaps. Only two receptions for 32 yards, uh, but he had three targets. And, you know, it's nice to see them working the rookie in. I think he's going to be special. He's someone to look out for, uh, you know, as we – through the years, through the upcoming mm-hmm. years with the Seahawks. I think he's someone to sort of like we were saying, like earmark or put in the back of your brain as a player who's uh, really on the rise with them. And, and you know, Russ feels nice and comfortable with him. Well, I mean, all the Miami guys had a great day. You know, Olsen was balling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, DJ Dallas had a couple opportunities. First carry he had six or seven yards. You know, that's what he averaged in college. So, I mean, let's let's get him some more, some more touches because I was a little nervous when Carson got banged up again, you know. Um I don't, I don't, we don't need that guy going down. Yeah. How about that though? The, the kind of surprising performance of Chris Carson. I mean, we know he's awesome. So, you know, you know, he's, 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 he can have a good game when he's really healthy or whatever, but all the talk throughout the week was, is he going to be all right with the knee situation and what happened in Dallas, but he was ready to go. And, and Carlos Hyde was inactive, which, so I, it was kind of reversed to yeah. what I thought it was going to be, but Chris Carson, 16 carries 80 yards, averaging five, five yards a carry, two touchdowns. There were points in the game where uh, it seemed like they were putting the ball in Russell's hands a little bit too much because it, it, it almost felt like Miami was giving Carson – I mean, obviously not giving Carson running lanes, but he had a lot of open room out there, and we kept trying to let Russ cook when it seemed like we should let Carson uh, make an appetizer or two. Down well, the, we should down talk about that because we don't ever give – We've all, you know, for years they've gotten criticism, but how about the play of this offensive line? Yeah, it's um, great. Whether it's Russell getting all the time he needs to throw and, and, and make the progressions um, and then find the open receiver mm-hmm. or, or open up the holes. There were a lot of, you know, not getting touched until five yards down the field, um, you know, holes out there. So, um, you know, really, you know, pleased with the way they've been playing. How about our buddy? Decalin Zacharias Metcalf with that little, I don't know what you call it. What's the terminology? A bubble screen, a smoke screen. I don't know yeah. what, what is that? The Russell threw to him there on the oh, sideline just, where DK doesn't either, even do anything. He just stands a up flat and, or a turn or, or now they call it a now. You just pick up and throw. Um, is that something where Russell just sees that pitch. the DB's off and, and yeah, that's a that's, communication thing between him and DK? Yeah, that's some, that's I believe, you know, don't quote me, but I believe he's got the the autonomy to call that. Is that what they mm-hmm. say? He's yeah. got the, the, the freedom to call that. And why not? I mean, you got I don't care if you got two guys out there, if they're both 10 yards off, I'm throwing you the ball. And then, Throw, yeah, man. He yeah. almost took it the whole way. And it looked like he was in <laughs> slow motion. Shoe, down I think. Down yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. He, he, he just, hit another gear, though, when he got by that first guy. Yeah. And, like, those knees came up. And he, I mean, it was just like, wow, that's some serious power and speed right there. Dude, I paused the TV, went back and rewound it. He, I mean, he, each step is almost two yards with this guy when he's running full speed. I mean, he covers ground, which I think is why it looks like he's, it looks like he's not moving that fast, but he's just covering distance. And that was just such a cool play to see. And I like, I like, 
I like that Russ is doing that on his own or that that's communication between the two of them, because that just means, you know, we're in store for such great things in the future with these two. And that, that was just a really fun play to watch. Yeah. I mean, what did he had four for one Oh six, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And like you said, he stepped out on the two. So he's two yards away from having a TD with that as well. Yeah. We're going to have to check. Uh, but I think, I think he leads the league in receiving right now. Doesn't he? Um, he leads the league in ones? receiving yards. yards. He's tied, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember who he's tied with, but he's he's tied or or right there in yards, and then he's like 39th in receptions. Yeah, so. that, that's what I was going to say. He's only got 16 receptions, and he's right. got 400 yards. Yeah, big play threat. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hey, let's check in on our zone-in players from the game. Uh, zone-in CBD, that's Lofa's company, but it's also a really good company and a really good product. Otherwise, we wouldn't be supporting them, no matter what Lofa says. <laughs> but uh, we're So zone-in CBD, you can find it at all Bartels drugstores or online. Um, and we were, were zoning in for this week. We had picked, I picked Will Disley and you picked Shaquem Griffin. Why don't you talk about Shaquem's game first and I'll get Will's numbers for the game. Yeah. You know, I didn't get as much playing time as I, I would have hoped. Um, uh-huh. it looks like when they do, when they got to catch up mode, kind of like when Dallas, uh, was in that same mode, um, they went to a sub package where he was kind of, uh, what we used to call it the Rover. He's just running around picking if he's going to blitz, you know, he picks his spots or and works in a game with some of the other D linemen. Otherwise it was cover two. And he's just the low hole dropper. As you'll see sometimes when, when cover two, the middle linebackers go flying out of there, there's that open vacant hole right in the middle between the hashes. And so when there's the back checks down, that's just what he's there to stop. And um, I mean, he was still running around and made some nice hits, but um, yeah, man, I was really, really excited to watch him play, especially going back to Florida, you know? Yeah, and, uh, sure. They're, they're from Florida, the Griffins. And um, you know, he was going to put on for his city and uh, just didn't work into the game plan as much as, um, as he did the week before. Yeah. Two tackles, but he's still out there. You know, we, we can't hit on all of them because I picked Will Disley and he had two catches for 15 yards, but I did zone in on him during the game and, you know, just a ton of run blocking out there. Like uh, they were, these tight ends block, man. And it's really fun to watch because we've had a few tight ends in the past who don't like blocking so much. So watching these (laughs) Lopez shaking his head. He doesn't like when I throw shade at anyone. Um, I didn't say who. Hey, it's not. It's not easy, man. Who. It's not. I easy. didn't say. I, I didn't say it's easy, man. Acting's not easy either. But if you come on set and you don't want to do the, you know, the background work that you also need to do, I'm going to make fun of you. That's all. Okay. You can't I, be a I, one-dimensional can't. actor or one-dimensional football you. player. Okay. That's I all I'm saying. You. But anyway, uh, he's out there blocking. Whatever. I missed on it too. He, he didn't, you know, two receptions, 15 yards. Um, it's, it's weird because of how much action he had gotten in the first two seasons that it, it, it just doesn't really jive with how much action he's sort of not getting now. Mm-hmm. But then again, we've got Greg Olson. So I don't yeah. know. And also, I mean, Metcalf, you know, wasn't there, you know, two years ago. Right? Yeah. So, right. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, just- it's a different team. Yeah, it's a good problem to have, right? You know, we got, uh-huh. we got that many weapons. Um, yeah. But the the zone end player of the game was KJ Wright, man. Absolutely. All, all over the big hits everywhere. Um, just, I mean, he brought 
the energy level up out there. And um, that was cool to see uh, because, you know, the guy that's been doing that for the first couple of weeks was Jamal. And so um, hopefully we get him back out there. We get that Rook healthy too. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun, to, you know, to watch it come together. Um, I do have what, – what if we switched Neil with Flowers? Because Flowers was a safety, right, all college. And Neil played some corner. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that shake up um, and see how it goes. That sounds good to me, man. I, You know, it's funny because they're giving up a lot of yards and stuff. We know that's been talked about. Secondary, they're shuffling pieces in and out. I like all of the individual pieces. I'm just waiting for them to actually gel together and become that, you know, the legion, become that that group, you know, uh, because individually, I like all of them. Ugo Amadi had another good game. Yeah. Another good game defending the ball and tackling. He's a little spark plug out there. I love watching him play, man. Uh, So I like all the individual pieces. We just need to have them gel together as a team, in my opinion. Yeah. Very encouraged by by Neil. Um, And, um, you know, it's like when you have a guy like that, you don't want to see him go to the bench when Jamal comes back. Now he's – you're going to play Jamal, obviously. You know, it's one of the best players in the National Football League. But – you know, this kid's making the most of his opportunities. And, um, you know, you just, you hate to see him go to the bench, you know, right after that. So that's all I was saying. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Trey switch off roles and just see, because maybe Trey's better at safety than he is at corner. And, and, you know, maybe this kid, Neil, can still make plays out there at corner. Well, there's a lot of talk online about them holding Jamal back even another week because, you know, Minnesota's coming into town and, you know, you never want to take anyone lightly. Uh, But, it's a primetime game in Seattle. Neil looks like he's doing a good job. Why not give Jamal the extra week? Because the bye comes right after it. So you yeah. basically would get, you know, you get two weeks off right there. And then hopefully he's healthy for the rest of the way down the stretch. I think Neil has shown in his short time that he's at least capable <laughs> yeah. of letting that be a scenario they could they could use. So I have no qualms with starting Neil this week and giving Jamal one more week and a bye week because mm-hmm. we're going to need him for the rest of the way. You know, we um, it's it's a big matchup coming up, especially I don't know if you've seen these these weapons. Um, yeah. You know, Dalvin Cook, uh, Thielen, uh, Justin Jefferson, the rookie is balling for yeah. for the Vikings. So, um, you know, but definitely health first. We, we, we want to finish strong down the stretch. So, um, yeah, I'd give him another, another chance to start. Yeah. Make it three for three, huh? Three picks, hey, three games. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Let's, let's go for it. Hey, also, uh, this is the third Seahawks home game of the season. And the announcement before the season with the pandemic and with COVID and everything was that at least three Seahawks home games would have no fans. So this is potentially the last one where we don't have any 12s in the stadium. Maybe, fingers crossed, hopefully, please. Yeah. Maybe that would be nice. Yeah, we we gotta get back in there. Yeah, we'll see. Because I mean it's of course this would be the this would be the season that Russ wins it all, right? You know, uh MVP, everything, and we don't get to watch it firsthand. (laughs) It's how it goes sometimes. We're we're a bit uh I don't know. Cursed isn't the right word. Let's go back to that sometimes. Let's let's go back to that too. Let's go back to that too, because you said his performance was not good. It was still a great performance. Well, by who? Huh? By, By Russ? Russ? Are you no, kidding me? No, he's terrible. He's lost it already. Oh, Forget right. it. The MVP campaign's First over. Fault, there was two. Only two touchdown passes? Come on, was, get out of here with that. Uh, DK dropped one and so did Lockett that they almost always make. Um, 
And then, um, so that's two. So bring that, that incompletion should be down to eight. One, <laughs> one was a very nice, smart throw away. Don't take the, don't take the ground and don't take the penalty, get it out. So I'll bring that down to seven. Hello and welcome to your first day of Russell Wilson Math 101 here at USC. Your instructor is Lofa Tatupu. I'm just saying, there was, you know, a couple of those were not his fault. Just like, you know, the first interception of the season was not his fault. That last one he threw, his fault. He'll tell you that. Now nah, forget it. Put put in put in uh, Geno Smith. It's over. That's it. Wow. Quarterback controversy. You're ready to make the switch already. Ten huh? incompletions and only two touchdown passes? Forget it. Get yeah. off my team. Get out Those, of here. A lot of quarterbacks right now would dream for that day. What's Nick Foles doing? Somebody call Nick Foles. I'm out. It's... <laughs> I'm completely kidding, of course. <laughs> well, our predictions for this game, you had it 42 to 31, and I had it 30 to 23. Oh, look at that. That's so, so, so close. close. So close to being on the nose, man. That's incredible. incredible. We're getting impressive. good at this. Um, oh, you speaking of zero, zero yeah. penalties. Yeah, That's what's what up with need. that, man? I don't know, but let's hope that catches on as a trend. Um, yeah. That you know how hard it is to go penalty free football. I, I don't think that's. I don't know if I've ever played in a game with no penalties. Absolutely zero accepted penalties against the Seahawks I mean, last weekend in Miami, and also I'm trying to think about Miami even declining any penalties. Maybe there was one. Uh, I I don't know. Sure, but I mean, yeah, you know, a face mask, an unintentional face mask, right. a false start. Those things happen, right? Sure, and, sure. Uh, Especially in the heat, right? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they were really zoned in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, Jermaine Effetti is not on the team anymore. So. Oh, man. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a wrap on the Seahawks podcast for this time, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. You can email us anytime, seahawkspod at gmail.com, or hit us up on any social media. Just search for the Seahawks podcast and look for our names and, and all of that good stuff. Lofa, heck of a game by a lot of players out there. What do you want to break it down to this week? Oh, man. Or for I this mean, episode, I should say. Let's break it down to KJ Wright on three. I love it. Are you ready? Ready. KJ Wright on three. One, two, three. KJ, KJ Wright. Wright. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.